It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Kennedy, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Americans who went to Ukraine to fight are missing and possibly were captured by the Russians. Nobody has answers, but it happens as Europe's leaders visit on what could be the start of Ukraine entering the EU. And more American weapons are headed over. But will the war end? Will Ukraine accept giving up any bit of its land, which to this point they have signaled that they won't? Um, So, you know, it's tough right now to see where that moment might come. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Ukraine had long desired to join the European Union and NATO and for years had been rebuffed. But with the threat of a warfaring Russia on their back gates, the EU is relenting. Its top leaders made a visit to begin the talks. Europe and the U.S. are continuing to fund Ukraine's defenses. But two Americans, war veterans themselves, have now, according to reports, gone missing. And that could be a game changer, especially if the Russians are found to have harmed them. So, you know, anytime something like this happens, obviously we're trying to get official confirmation. Fox News correspondent Nate Foy is reporting from the city of Lviv in Ukraine's west. We do have a statement from the State Department saying that this is unconfirmed, but that they're talking with Ukrainian authorities as they try to figure it out. So that obviously implies that something might be happening. Um, and then Tonight, on Special Report, we're going to have uh, the mother of one of these veterans talk about her experience as this has all happened. So, you know, officially we haven't confirmed it, but by all intents and purposes, it, you know, uh, unless this mother's making the whole thing up, which I highly doubt, um, you know, it, it appears that the two veterans were fighting with Ukrainian forces in Kharkiv, which is... You know, just north, it's in the northeast part of the country, you know, just off the Donbass area, which is where, you know, obviously everything started in 2014 there. But Russia is really gaining a lot of ground, just just pumping a lot of artillery at Ukrainian forces. And they're they're making significant ground. There, there's a city in the Luhansk region of Donbass called uh, Severodonetsk. And that's the last major city in the Luhansk region uh, that Russia hasn't controlled yet. So um, that's something that I think is important for people to know. And north of there is Kharkiv, the second largest city in Ukraine. That's where these two American service members were fighting with Ukrainian forces. Now, what actually happened on that? We're trying to you know, do some reporting and, and really figure that out. Based off what the New York Post has reported, um, They received some bad intel. The mother that you're going to hear from tonight on Special Report, um, you know, her son told her that he was training Ukrainian troops, so she was not aware that he was actually in combat. And and that may have been true because, you know, according to the Post, 
they received some bad intel. They thought that they were going into a town that was empty, and in reality, there was you know two tanks, mul- multiple um, you know military vehicles, and a hundred infantry. So they just kind of walked into an ambush, not knowing it. And you know now the question is just kind of you know what happens next. The uh, the mother is talking to the embassy, and right now we're, you know this is a very fresh story, and we're just kind of trying to piece it all together and figure out you know. Did this actually happen? Do the Russians have them? Are they in good health? What exactly happened? And where do we go from here? So it's open-ended right now, but we're working to find those answers. This happens, uh, I mean, this would certainly be an international incident if these two Americans are being held by Russians and they're not being treated well. Uh, And this comes as uh, more international figures have been in Ukraine, specifically from Europe. Uh, This seems to be as part of the the effort to expedite Ukraine joining or somehow joining the European Union. Uh, And uh, that's uh, that visit, I think, has been been ongoing and i know from from the social media accounts of ukrainian leaders they have been very excited about this what can you tell us about that process so far the leaders of germany france italy and romania arrived in kiev for a visit with president Zelensky, and you know there's sort of been some tension there um because you know, specifically German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and Emmanuel Macron of France have kept the communication line open with Vladimir Putin throughout this conflict. And many countries in Europe are not happy about that, specifically uh, the Poland president, Duda, likened it to c- keeping the communication line open with Adolf Hitler during World War Two. So, um, you know, this was sort of an opportunity today um, for those four EU and NATO countries to show some support to Ukraine. Um, And then, you know, President Macron of France in the town of Irpin, a suburb of Kyiv, said today, you know, something that we've heard from other people as well, that there's evidence of war crimes from the Russians uh, in Irpin. And he said, he reiterated that he wants Ukraine to win this war, but that eventually there's going to have to be a negotiation between Ukraine and Russia um it's just a matter of you know will ukraine accept giving up any bit of its land which to this point they have signaled that they won't um so you know it's tough right now to see where that moment might come but today hopefully was a you know step in in fortifying that relationship as far as the actual technical process there's a meeting next week i want to say it's on the 26th um, between EU leaders where they will decide if Ukraine will be granted sort of, you know, the status of being a candidate country. And then even after that, it, it takes a long time for it to become official. And, I, you know, I, I've read that it's sort of, you know, a, a, a prove it deal where, you know, it's almost like a probationary period where Ukraine would have to, you know, do certain things, um, to officially become part of the EU, but obviously that would shake up the geopolitics of Europe and, and elsewhere and would would really be a devastating blow to, to Vladimir Putin. You've been listening to Nate Foy. He's our Fox News correspondent reporting from Lviv here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Nate straight ahead. 
While all of this is going on with Europe, the United States is announcing another $1 billion in military aid for Ukraine. This is including uh, armaments and 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 the like, especially uh, defense systems, ammunition, howitzers. Uh, this has been, we have spent a lot of money on the Ukrainians to help them to defend themselves, defend their country. Uh, and they, they very quickly do often turn around and ask for more. Uh, is, is the aid that the United States giving, uh, is it making a difference? Um, because we, we hear a number of different things that one is that it keeps them, uh, with the ability to keep on fighting, but, we keep hearing how the Ukrainians are losing countless soldiers daily uh, and will likely lose the Donbass to Russia at some point. It's just a very slow-moving, slogging kind of war. Yeah, you know, Ukrainian officials say they're losing 100 to 200 soldiers every day, and that's sort of the delicate balance with this is, you know, you're right, there are many people who, who think that we're giving too much money, um, but... You know, in Ukraine, they they need every bit of it that they can get. The question really is, can they get more and can they get it quickly enough? Because this situation, especially in the Donbass, is rapidly developing. So time is of the essence. They need, you know, the artillery, you know, just for example, yesterday, the U.S. providing a billion dollars in fresh uh, military aid. Germany also providing or promising to provide rocket systems, which, you know, puts them in the company of the U.S. and the U.K. in doing that. But, you know, when we make those commitments, we being the United States, and then, you know, in this case also Germany, those weapons don't arrive right away. And this war is is not something where Ukraine has time to wait. And not only do you need to get the weapons there, you need to train the Ukrainians how to use these weapons. So, you know, I, I believe that the rocket systems provided by the United States are debuting next week, I want to say. Uh, if it's not next week, it's very soon. Um, but, it, there, you know, there's a process here, and it's tough to predict. I don't want to predict exactly how long the Ukrainians have in Severodonetsk, but it doesn't appear to be long. Um, you know, it's, like I said, a rapidly developing situation where the Russians are using, according to Ukrainian defense officials, 10 times the artillery rounds that Ukrainians are every single day. So they are outgunned, absolutely, for doing their best to hold on. And then, you know, after Donbass, I think the most pressing thing, just personally, I can say that, you know, the, the most the thing that I wonder the most is, you know, assuming that Russia does eventually take the Donbass area, what happens after that? Is it just kind of, you know, that we're in a stalemate similar to how we were after the 2014 invasion, where, you know, obviously the fighting was was more limited to, you know, the Luhansk and Donetsk regions. But um, does Russia stop there? Do, do they turn back and sort of go after Kiev again? I think a lot of people right now are expecting Russia to push a little bit farther west and go after um, Odessa, you know, a port city on the Black Sea there, and, and essentially cut Ukraine off from water access. But um, I think to answer your question in sort of a roundabout way, you know, some people think that we're giving too much military aid. I think another interesting idea is that, you know, if if you sort of stagger the aid over time, you, you give Ukraine just enough to hold on, but not enough to actually end the war. 
And, you know, some critics would, would argue that, you know, essentially saying if, if we're going to do this, let's go all in and you risk escalating things with Putin, obviously a nuclear power and a man who doesn't appear to be thinking straight. Um, So that's dangerous. But that would be the counter argument is, you know, give him more weapons now. That's one one group of people. The other group of people is, you know, let's sort of let them do this on their own. So it's, you know, people have their opinions about this. It's my job not to have opinions, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's it's certainly uh, a complicated issue that, We'll see how it all plays out. It's often one of those things that, you know, in in reverse, it makes a lot more sense. Right, right. Now, you are speaking to us from Lviv, which is in the the western part of Ukraine. And you had a chance to meet up with an American doctor from Memphis, Tennessee, who is doing some very important work. And this might be just a a bit of a glimmer in in what is uh, generally and universally thought of as an absolutely horrifically bad humanitarian situation. So tell us about your meeting with this doctor, and what is he doing? So his name is Dr. William Novick. He's from Memphis, and he was actually doing some work here before the war, and he just didn't stop doing that work once the war broke out because, you know, he's performing surgery on children with heart disease, and these kids can't wait until after the war for treatment, especially when it's a war that nobody knows when it's going to end. So, um, yeah, he, you know, he reached out on social media. He said that thousands of doctors have reached out to him, responding to him, wanting to help as well. And he tells them, just make sure you know what you're getting into. You're going into a war-torn country. And, you know, he told us that as of now, Lviv, it hasn't really, you know, been a target of Putin. There's been some missile strikes outside the heart of the city, you know, with specific military objectives, but it's not a place like Mariupol or something where, you know, apartment buildings and hospitals are, are getting shelled. Um, but that doesn't mean that things could, couldn't change. And, you know, he, he's just making sure that any doctor who comes to help knows exactly what they're getting into. And he's been here, I believe, three times. This trip right now is his... Uh, third, and he's staying for 11 days. And we spoke with, you know, a Ukrainian mother who credits him with saving her son's life. Um, it, it just really brave and unbelievable work for, you know, obviously the people in this country. They've suffered for a long time, even before this war, uh, you know, with corruption and, and a lot of other stuff. But um, right now it's it's unfathomable what so many people in this country are going through. And at least, you know, people who are you know, had the misfortune of, of having, you know, a heart issue, especially at such a young age. And that's obviously really difficult on not only the kid, but the families. This doctor from Memphis is doing his part, more than his part, to help people during just a horrific time. Nate Foy speaking to us from Lviv, our Fox News correspondent. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. You got it. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
Kudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Kudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.